Welcome to Rooted and Reaching, a podcast from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia in Columbia, Maryland, where we celebrate the beauty of our diversity. In our conversations here, we share stories of our journeys and explore ideas that challenge us in order to nurture the interdependent web of which we are all a part. We are rooted in faith, reaching for community. Hey there, I'm Sarah Davidson, Director of Communications and Member Integration. And today I'm chatting with Zach Nelson, our new auction team chair. Zach is also a music teacher and the husband of Hannah Nelson, who's on staff and works on this podcast and whom I love. So listen in today to hear about plans for this year's auction, what draws Zach to fundraising, and find out what it's been like teaching music virtually this year. Hi, Zach. Thanks for chatting with me today. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. So you're not only going to be our new auction team chair, but you're also a music teacher and your husband, Hannah who's on staff, obviously. Let's talk about the auction a little bit. How did you become the auction team chair? Were you asked? Did you volunteer? What What's up with it? Sure. Uh, sort of all of the above. Um, so I, I joined the auction team uh, late in the previous auction season uh, as they were getting ready for the, the actual auction that happened in January. And at the end of that year, Carlton shared with us uh, that, you know, they were looking to have a new chair. And so we, um, we started kind of looking around. And of course, we looked, you know, within our team first, and they offered, you know, to everybody, you know, if, if you're interested, or, or if you know somebody who's interested, you know, let us know. And so I thought about it for, for a couple of days. And, and I, um, I sent a, a letter out to the auction team saying that, um, you know, I was interested, you know, I know I'm the new guy on the on the block, but, you know, I have some previous experience in fundraising and, um, you know, I'd be interested in doing it and, you know, let me know what y'all think. And everybody replied, uh, you know, very, um, positively and, and said, yeah, we, we'd love to have you. And, um, kind of the rest of that is history. It, it just, we're making it happen now. I mean, it's incredible news. Well, thank you. That's exciting. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're doing a great job. Um, so how, how are you feeling about this new role? I know it's like very early on, but what's the time? I'm feeling very excited. I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the process. Um, I think there's some great things that are going to be happening uh, for the auction in, in the years to come. Uh, and to, to help guide that is is a great honor and um just excited for for what the team is you know taking on especially in in these times and and just changing on the fly to to make it happen the the previous auction was um you know nothing short of you know a miracle and an extremely hard work by the people on on the team from last year to make it happen and this year is is going to be no different in fact there's still questions and more questions and different questions about how this year's auction is going to to run and and they're they're meeting that head on and uh, you know, embracing it one step at a time, and, and we're going to have a, an extremely positive and exciting product to to put out when we get to November thirteenth. Ooh, November thirteenth! That's the day. November thirteenth. Put it on your calendar. What time? Uh, to be determined. To okay. be determined. Um, because we are still feeling out what things will look like in November. We're still trying to figure out 
if we will be able to have uh, some aspect or all aspects of the auction in person like it has traditionally been, or if we will be limited to uh, an online setting like we were this past auction. We're prepping for, for all the possibilities. We're prepping for it to be online only, uh, which we you know kind of have a basis for now. Um, but we're also going to be looking at how to have it be safely in person and also have it uh, be inclusive, even if it's in person. UUCC has reconnected with people that they haven't had a chance to connect with in a long time because of the uh, online services that we've been doing now for 14, 15 months. And we don't want to just abandon those people because the doors to OBIC get unlocked again. Right. You know, we, we don't want to leave them behind. So we're, we're finding ways to uh, be inclusive of everybody, whether they choose to uh, not want to be in person, whether they can't be in person, for whatever reason it is that you cannot or do not want to be in person uh, at the event, we're looking at ways to make sure that you're still able to participate if you want to. I feel like it's going to be hybrid. Like, that's just my hunch, but. That is my hope because, you know, like I said, going forward, I think hybrid is, is the long-term answer. For everything. I mean, I think that's the direction that uh, UUCC wants to go. I think that's the direction that our world is going to go. Right. And, and yes, yeah, so I, I hope, I hope that, um, you know, the, the metrics and the consensus among the people who have the incredibly difficult task of making those decisions have, you know, no pun intended, the door open for us to be in person. And, and if that's the case, then we're going to have some really exciting things to, to welcome back uh, the in-person auction this year. And if not, then all those things will just get stowed away and wait for the 2022 auction. Right. It'll be good research on the back burner. Yes, absolutely. Hannah's told me this because I'm not a psychic. I wouldn't know this if she hadn't. She told me that you've had previous experience with fundraising and you mentioned it earlier. Um, what kind of fundraising experience have you had before and what draws you to this, this form of engagement? Sure. Um, so as you mentioned it earlier, I'm a music teacher um, and music is always an area that is looking to do fundraising. Um, uh, the arts are usually not the priority when it comes to, to money spending in, in school systems. And so we're always finding ways to, to fund the things that we want and need to do for our students. And so there has been tons of opportunities where I have um, either led or at least participated in uh, fundraisers, whether it's selling candy bars, selling you know, holiday wreaths, you know, things like that. We, one year we sold mattresses. We, we had a, a company. Yeah. Basically instead of having, you know, a, a company that opens up a store and sells mattresses, they just find people who want to use that as a fundraiser and say, okay, well you give us a space and we'll bring all of our mattresses and you bring the people. And so we did that. We opened up the band room and filled it up with a bunch of mattresses. It looked like any other mattress store you would have gone to. And we, uh, we sold mattresses for a day. And, and that helped fundraise for uh, a trip we were taking uh, from Chicago, where I was at at the time, to Minneapolis uh, for the band to travel and perform and all that stuff. Um, so we've done things like that. I'm not a stranger to the world of fundraising. 
And what do you like about it? Do you like the strategy of it or? Cause I don't love fundraising is what I'm trying to say. So there's I, something that doesn't click for me that clearly clicks for you. And what is it? I like event planning. I like logistics. Okay. Um, and, and so to that end, the bigger, the better for me, because right. I like having all those moving pieces that need to be in sync to, to make it work and, and thinking through and, and making sure that those things all work together. That's, that's what I enjoy doing. Do you enjoy packing the back of a car for vacation? Like it's a game of Tetris? Yes, actually I do. Um, I'm not great at it, uh, at all. My, my mom, um, we always called her the space management engineer. She would come home from the grocery store with groceries and I'd be like, mom, this doesn't fit. You got to take some back. (laughs) And she's like, oh no, it'll fit. And she'd go in there and five minutes later, somehow that freezer doesn't have a bit of space left, but it all fits, you know? And, and I learned from that. As as weird as that sounds, like, oh, watching people put something in the freezer. There's usually a way to problem solve everything. Yeah. And so you just, you, you logic through it and you figure it out and you make it happen. Yeah. So obviously this whole year you've been, well, not most of the year you've been teaching virtually, right? What's that been like? That's going to be hard to probably sum up or maybe not. You tell me. Yeah, it's been, um, I mean, everybody says it's been a challenge. It's, you know, unprecedented, all that. It's, it's been kind of drawing off of what we were just talking about. It's problem solving. You know, here's, here's the rules you got to you live by, figure it out. Every day is just a little bit different. Every day there's some technology that's not working, uh, whether it's on my end, on the kids' end, whether it's, you know, the school network that I have zero ability to do anything about if it's not doing what we need. There's always something going on. Music specifically has been a challenge for several reasons. You know, one is generally in music class, you're trying to do things as a group activity. You're trying to sing a song together, play an instrument together, clap, whatever it is. You can't do that together online because there's a delay. And if I try to clap the same time as somebody on my screen and they're trying to clap at the same time as me, we will never agree on when to clap. It just doesn't work. So that has been quite a struggle to do. But then even when, we, um, when we, we did the whole school year up until uh, beginning of April, 100% virtual, online, everybody was at home. Uh, and then after spring break, we were welcoming kids back who wanted to come in hybrid, and we offered it as an option if they wanted to take it. And so some kids came back, and they would come back for two days a week, and uh, then they'd be home for the other three days of the week. But for me, teaching band instruments... The instruments themselves create an aerosol when you play them. Uh, Well, you create the aerosol, but you blow that aerosol through the instrument. And so it still was not safe to be in a confined classroom with people blowing a bunch of air through these instruments. So to that end, I am at school every day teaching at school, but I am still teaching my students on Zoom. And I teach them when they are at home. So, you know, some schedule readjusting to make that happen, Um, but we're making it happen. And, you know, as we draw to the end of the school year, it's kind of a realization, I think, for all of us that we're going to be able to take a nice big deep breath soon 
because it is it has been difficult, right? And and even in school, you know, my my students that I teach in my class are at home, but I'm still interacting with students at school. I'm still supervising, you know, lunch. I'm still welcoming kids to the building in the morning and making sure they get home safe in the afternoon. And all those things are, there's a sense of normal, but there's also that sense of danger, I guess, because we, for the last year, we've been told to stay as far away from other people as we can. And as we come back to normal, we have to readjust our brains about that. Yeah, the adjustment to that way of living and then the adjustment back is so rapid that. Right. I mean, good luck to us all. (laughs) Well, and and fortunately, to some extent, we were, you know, when when we were told to stay home, boom. I mean, it just kind of happened. Stay home. Go home. Don't don't see anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Just go home. So it was a little bit easier because you didn't have the option. But even early on during during the, the pandemic, when you did run into somebody and your first reaction is to reach out for a handshake or a hug or whatever, and you have to catch yourself and say, Oh wait, no, I'm not supposed to do that. And now it's kind of the reverse where it's like, you know, maybe I'm okay with a handshake or a hug because I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. It should, you know, be okay. But are you comfortable with that? And I don't know that answer. So there's that awkwardness again of making sure that everybody's, you know, on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Zach, thank you so much. I hope the you have like a three more weeks of school. Yep, three weeks left. I hope they go as smoothly as they can and that you can recharge and have some kind of vacation, like for real, for real vacation this summer. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll mark your calendars for Saturday, November 13th for this year's auction. And if you're interested in showing your love for UUCC by lending your time and talent to the auction team, reach out to them at auction at uucolumbia.net to learn more. See you next week for our last episode of the season.